Hi, I'm Jamie Chadwick, and you're listening to the Everything F1 podcast. F1 podcast. Hello and welcome to this very special edition of the Everything F1 podcast. Today we're talking to Jamie Chadwick. But before that, don't forget to like us on all social medias. We are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at the handle at joinef one We've also got our website www.everythingf1.com and if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of our podcasts, hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast streaming service. Now, without further ado, here's the interview with Jamie Chadwick. Welcome to the Everything Everyone podcast. Thank you very much for coming to speak to us today. Uh, I'm just going to ask you a few questions about your career so far and what you expect to uh, achieve in the future. Um, we, we've, we've got high hopes for you, to be honest with you. We're, we've been following your career um, quite eagerly. Um, so yeah, for, our, for the listeners that might not know who you are, can you kind of give a brief outline of, of who you are, what you do, and uh, uh, yeah, just a bit about your history? Oh God, so I'm, well, yeah, I guess hopefully um, a lot of your listeners are all F1 fans. So Absolutely. yeah, I'm a, I would say young racing driver, but I'm not actually that young. I'm 23, um, <laughs> British, um, currently in the junior ranks, currently racing in, in W Series, um, been in the series for the past couple of years now. Worked my way up. I went into sports cars, uh, British Formula Three, and then now, um, now in W Series. Also, a Williams development driver. So the Williams fans out there can appreciate that. Yeah, we're and, all Williams yeah, fans. Yeah, <laughs> everyone is at heart. I'm sure they are. Um, and yeah, just working my way way up through the ranks. Brilliant. Yeah, and as I say, we're all following your career. I'm sure every one of our listeners knows exactly who you are. Really, it's just a, an easy way to introduce you to the podcast itself. Um, so you are in the W Series, as you mentioned. Um, you won it in 2019. Are you uh, and you're you're winning it so far this season. So are you hoping to to complete that this year? Obviously, you're 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 going the right way about it, and you've had a good couple of races. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, yeah, obviously 2019 was the first year of the championship um, and it was a really fantastic year for me. We had six races and I was able to, to take the title, but actually um, 2020 is a much bigger year for the series. We're now supporting the Formula One races. Uh, we were up to eight races um, all over the world. So, um, yeah, it almost feels like the centrifugation is a bit bigger. So even though, um, you know, we had the success in the first year, it definitely feels like the pressure's on to, to try and achieve it again this year. But like you said, you've caught me at a good moment because I've just regained the championship lead. Um, I wasn't, um, you know, actually um, leading coming into the last weekend we had in Hungary. So, um, yeah, it's definitely tough. Got my work cut out for me this year. But, yeah, it's such an exciting championship to be a part of this year. Yes. And obviously, as you say, you're following the F1 circus this year. Does that make does that make it more more kind of involved is are there more kind of things that you have to processes you have to go through to during the race weekend itself? Yeah, to a degree, it is quite a different weekend, actually. Um, like I said, the sense of occasions, actually, um, something that I've noticed a big difference with. And, um, you know, the first few races we had were pretty much um, behind closed doors. But Silverstone, for example, that was crazy. because That's by far, you know, the biggest crowd I've ever raced in front of. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty cool. And I think the difference mainly is you get quite a lot less track time. Um, so we have one 30 minute practice, one 30 minute qualifying and then one race. And then that's your weekend. So you really have to turn up and try and be on the money as quick as possible or otherwise you get left behind. So that's probably the biggest difference I've noticed from a driving perspective. Mm -hmm. But actually, you know, when you're in the weekend, you don't necessarily notice, um, you know, the difference because you're quite, uh, 
I guess when you're in the car, you're a bit more oblivious to, to the fans and everything else that's going on around you. Yeah. Okay. Well, can you tell us about your career up to uh, the W Series? Then, obviously, you, you you've been in, in in quite a few different uh, series, as you as you've said. Um, was there a, a series that you was your favourite uh, up until the W Series? Yeah, I mean, I started in motorsport relatively late. I was about twelve years old, um, and really kind of fell into the sport by accident. I'm not really from a motor racing background at all, so. Um, I followed my older brother into go-karting um, he kind of paved the way for me um, in the early sort of phases of my career. But because I didn't have that kind of motorsport history in the family, we didn't really know what we we're doing as such. So fortunately, my brother would make certain mistakes and give me the opportunity to have a slightly cleaner, cleaner sort of run through my career. Uh-huh. But at the same time, um, you know, nothing was sort of ever set in stone and there was no clear pathway for me. So I said darted around different championships. I went into the Genetta Junior Championship first, where I was fortunate enough to have won a scholarship that gave me a fully funded season for a couple of years or for the first year of the Genetta Junior Championship. I then went into sports cars, which is a bit random to make that jump at a young age, not go straight into single seaters. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I then had an opportunity to then go back into or go into single seaters for the first time and sort of start to understand this you know, or open the door for, you know, the Formula One dream to become, um, you know, something that I'd have my sights on. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I went into British F3 and then W Series came about. So a very kind of roundabout way of getting there, but I feel like I'm somewhere on the right track now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh... The W Series is amazing. Uh, it's great to see, uh, but, but great to be given a platform for female drivers like yourself uh, to to kind of sh- shine, really. Um, oh, you're also part of the uh, Extreme E season this year, um, which uh, I watched the first couple of races. And unfortunately, obviously, the, the first race wasn't wasn't the best, unfortunately, for yourself. Um, but the second race, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it must have been a, a completely different experience. It, how, how is it driving those cars? A completely different experience. It's, um, yeah, honestly, it's crazy. It's so, so different to anything I've done before. But like I kind of touched on before, I think to have kind of that versatility um, and that sort of different, um, you know, types of racing um, in kind of my career at the moment is something that I really, really am happy to have. And I think it's definitely giving me added value this year. It's two very different championships to be involved in. Uh, for those that don't know, Extreme is off-road electric SUV racing. So, um <laughs> Yeah, nothing like I'd done before. I haven't actually got any off-road experience prior to this year. So um, it's a completely new challenge, but I am really, really enjoying it. And it's definitely something that I think going forward, I want to, you know, pursue more. I want to be able to do different types of racing and take these opportunities. I think I'm so fortunate to have these chances to to do these different championships. Mm So um, definitely I'm taking them with both hands. Brilliant, yeah, and uh, as I say, it's new for everyone. This, this, so uh, to 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 witness the the, the racing, it, it's been very entertaining. Very, uh, how have you found the format of it? It's it's been a bit, well, it, it's unlike any other series that I've ever watched. Um, is it confusing no, for you? <laughs> it's crazy. It's um, so the way that the format works. Firstly, there's one male driver, one female driver, uh-huh. and ultimately there's one lap um, or one sort of six or seven kilometer um lap so quite a long lap actually um for an off-road track um and the male driver does one lap and the female driver does the other lap and it doesn't have to be you know male first female second it can be either or Mm -hmm. um and it is side by side racing so it's not a time trial or anything like that you are racing wheel to wheel in theory 
Um, but the way that the, you know, first weekend went, um, we didn't unfortunately do the first weekend, but the way that they've structured it is you only get one lap in practice. They call it a shakedown, but it's effectively your practice lap. Mm -hmm. And then you straight into qualifying. There's two qualifying sessions, one lap in each, um, and then straight into the race. So really you get, I reckon, yeah, two laps before you're in, um, well, one lap before you're in qualifying and then three laps before you've actually um, got to race things. So in comparison to anything I'd done before, particularly, mm -hmm. um, you know, in circuit racing where we do hundreds of laps, it was a very, very new experience. So that was definitely something I struggled with. But um, yeah, I mean, it's an incredible experience, like I said, and the way that the format works with the male driver and the female driver meant in Senegal, there's a moment when I was almost wheel to wheel with the likes of Seb Loeb and Johan Christofferson. So yeah, yeah, pretty pinch yourself moments those yeah absolutely uh, so you obviously say you didn't get, get much kind of time within the uh, the car itself was that the same pre uh, before the season started as well or did you get any kind of track time with them or anything like that or honestly barely any oh. we did uh, one test which we call our shakedown so that was only at 50 percent power oh, okay. um and then the official test which was actually in Aragon, and one of the days was cancelled because of the fog so um we really probably only got i reckon um yeah a handful of laps uh, between us uh, before the first race and the thing that was difficult there was the terrain um in all the testing we been doing was so different to what we then um faced particularly in saudi which i don't know if you saw the course but yeah. it was um all in the sand dunes but pretty um sort of scary stuff so it <laughs> the was visibility very was very poor wasn't it on the on, in the sand yeah. dunes yeah, I mean, we unfortunately didn't actually get the chance to race. Um, my teammate had a crash in qualifying. But yeah, I think that was the biggest issue was the guys that were racing. As soon as they were behind, the sand and the dust just meant they could not follow at all. So yeah, it was pretty chaotic. Um, but fortunately, we managed to bounce back from that and somehow managed a podium in Senegal, which was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that is very, very good. Um, and it, and uh, there's quite a few key characters from like F1 and other motorsports all around the uh uh, obviously in the pits you've got uh, Nico Rosberg's team Lewis Hamilton's team uh, from the F1 world uh, and then obviously lots of rally rally uh, rally drivers so I bet it's it's great driving side by side as you say with those sorts of people yeah it's a, actually it's such a great championship to be a part of you know it actually stands for much more than um what I've just described it as they are really trying to promote um you know environmental awareness mm -hmm. and awareness around climate change as well as you know tackling the gender equality issue by having this sort of neutral partnership um you know arrangement so it's fantastic in that sense but also from my point of view it's really cool to be you know in a paddock with some of my heroes i've got the likes of nika rosberg jensen button mm -hmm. um who also actually raced in the first race um you know from the circuit world and like you said the off-road world and um, there really are some of the greats as well so yeah it is um crazy to think you know i'm now racing um in a championship like that but yeah really i'm loving every minute and who called you up to do to, to get you into that was it an, an instant yes from you when you when you heard about it um weirdly it kind of was and wasn't um the story goes it's veloce um who've actually managed me for for a few years mm -hmm. have a team in it and um you know they've had a team for a long time and well before you know the format was going to be the way it was with the male and female driver so I've known about Extreme E for a long time. I actually personally thought it wasn't actually ever going to happen. I thought it was just some distant idea. And then when it actually came to fruition um, and it came to light that they would need a female driver, um, the conversation was opened with me. But honestly, I wasn't sure I'd be the right person because I have got no off-road experience. It's not something, you know, I've never, ever done before. So yeah. we did a test and I did some stuff in some off-road cars and actually 
turned out that it was something that I'd love to do and learn and develop to be fast in. So fortunately they took a punt on me and didn't go for maybe a more traditional off-road driver, but yeah, I'm very lucky to have, to have the chance to race in it. Yeah, and it gets your name out there as well. And uh, obviously, the more people hear about you, the more they want you in the, the F1 seat for, uh, in the future. Um, you, you are obviously the Williams um, test driver. Um, are you hoping to get a, a free practice uh, in this year at all? Or? Yeah, so well, my role is development driver at the oh, moment. Sorry, development so driver, sorry. Currently, simulator work. Um, kept indoors at the moment is the way I'd describe it. But um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I'd love to, to drive the car. Um, yeah, at some point, and the free practice sessions are a little bit defined by, you know, super license points. But yeah, if there's an opportunity to to do anything else with them, you know, I'd love to do it and jump at the chance. But I've been incredibly important, incredibly fortunate to have the relationship I do with the team, and I've been now there for, yeah, it's my third year. So I'm hoping that you know it starts to to come into to some sort of test role at some point. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, yeah, really loving the work that I'm able to do um, in a simulator in the development role. So in the development role, do, do, uh, you, obviously, you, as you say, you're in the sims. Um, in terms of the feedback to the team and that sort of thing, how, how much do they act upon what you, ta- what you say? Are, are you pointing out kind of key areas that you think uh, needs improvement? What, what kind of information do you have to give them? Yeah, I mean, to a degree, I think it's, well, I learn a huge amount in that role as to what they want from me and what they expect. Um, the simulator stuff um, is quite exciting because it's, um, yeah, a really good way for me to learn that. And yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff I do is um, maybe on race weekends when they've got um, the guys out on track on a free practice on or in free practice on Friday, mm-hmm. I'll do the correlation running. So it's all about them matching the data up as closely as possible. So Although I've not driven the real car, I can give good feedback to what I feel like I want to, where I can improve the balance. And, you know, we can overlay that to track as to where they need to improve and, you know, how closely we can correlate it to to match the setup. So it's really cool from my side to be able to experience that at this stage. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, ultimately, um, I think driving the car and getting that opportunity is the, the real kind of next step for me. Yes, we, uh, and as I say, we, we'd like to see you in there. Um, obviously, there's rumours that that George uh, Russell, we can obviously, I know you can't, you, you haven't got any inside information about that, but that, that he may be moving on to the uh, Mercedes team. He may not, we don't know, but there's uh, there'll be a seat open. What, what, what will it take for Williams to take that punt on you? Uh, will you will you get your super licence points if you win the W Series this year? Um, well, it's the first I've heard of George going to Mercedes, so I don't actually know. <laughs> I guess it's just um, online speculation, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I didn't actually know that. But um, yeah, I mean, from my side, yeah, even if I won W Series this year, I wouldn't have a super license to right. race in Formula One next year. So yeah, sadly, I do see all the social media um, stuff and I do get tagged in all sorts of stuff. But sadly, it won't be me for next year Right. Um, as much as I would love that. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I think Williams, the direction they're going in, especially with the new owners, is fantastic. And I think there's no better team for me to be in at the moment for, for them to harness, you know, me and help me and support me in, in my journey. And ultimately, you know, if that can be be an option going forwards, then I like to think that, you know, I'd achieve enough to, to be in Formula One um, there on merit. So, yeah, I think um, it's an exciting time. Um, I'd be I'd love to see, you know, what they're going to do in the next few years. But, um, yeah, it's just about staying in the fold and making sure that I can continue to have success in what I'm doing. Do you think you'll be the first female uh, in Formula One since oh, I can't remember what the, when the last one was? Uh, back in the eighties, uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. Five years, I think, or something like that. Um, potentially, I mean, I'm I've got you know a realistic head on the sense that I know that 
I'm achieving what I need to do at the moment and that's the main thing but there's still a lot that I need to achieve before before Formula One is an option and yeah the feeder series is more likely to be something like Formula Two than W series so you know I need to have success in that before before I can see it as a viable option but yeah it's still very much the goal and it's still something I'm working hard towards. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got plenty of time at, at only 23. Um, so let's get back to, to the W Series then. Uh, obviously, you've just over, overtaken um, the, the lead. Uh, what can you see uh, in the future? Uh, do the tracks suit you? Do the tracks suit your, the way you set up the car uh, as, the, as the season progresses? Yeah, I mean, initially, I, was, I always thought that I was going to be strong at the beginning of the year because I knew the most tracks. Um, and so Red Bull Ring, I knew. Uh, Silverstone, I know. Um, I do know Spa, but the likes of Budapest, Sanville um, are new tracks to me. But mm-hmm. actually, I just had probably my strongest weekend at a track that I didn't know. So shows how much I know in terms <laughs> of predicting how this year is going to go. So I'm not too sure. I think um, I'm looking forward to it. The tracks are really exciting. We're going to. We've obviously got the double header Spa and Zanvo, which is going to be great. But then the two Americas races, we've got new for pretty much everyone. So mm. that's going to be really exciting. Um, I think the main thing very lucky we've now got the points lead but it's just important to get points and yeah kind of consolidate it as much as i can and yeah hopefully bring it home at the end of the year we hope so we hope so uh it'd be, it'd be great to see you on that top, on the top step and uh leading the championship the whole way through um okay well let's ask for your, your opinion on the current f1 series uh f1 season itself uh, as i say we are a, an f1 podcast we can't ignore us um ignore it too much what who do you think is going to win the the, the the, t- the season overall we always ask our uh, our guests if you had five pounds uh, and you were going to put it on someone would you go for Verstappen or would you go for Lewis Hamilton god that is so difficult <laughs> um and I think it's great that it's difficult firstly um I'm loving F1 this year it's so exciting yeah. I'm loving the battle between the two of them and yeah I think it's it's so good to see the sport in that in that place now that said I I find it hard to overlook Max a little bit okay um the Red Bull is so strong this year um I think they've been unfortunate um but that said I think Lewis you can't really underestimate so I'm gonna go with Lewis um because obviously um you're hedging your bets yeah I'm a big (laughs) Lewis fan and yeah Mercedes seem to be bouncing back pretty strong but that said um like I said you can't underestimate Max so we'll see I'm gonna say Lewis because he's a proven uh, proven bet so it's probably a safer bet but okay. yeah honestly it's so cool to see it it is exciting um i, I, I especially yeah, at the home racer of silverstone you would have been obviously there racing your own race uh, a great british crowd for uh, and we had uh, you know british competitors in, in all series all series basically um so th- did you get a lot of cheering uh, from the crowd for yourself <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a shame because I would have loved to have won that yeah. race. But yeah, it was so special to to have that feeling of a home crowd. I've never experienced anything like that. So yeah, I think the majority were Lando and Lewis fans and George fans. But um, yeah, still, it was very cool for us to have have that kind of crowd and that home support as well. And do you get some uh, any kind of close relationships with the uh, Formula One drivers? Have you, have you had any advice uh, from them at all? Yeah, I mean, I think being part of Williams, um, Nikki and George, um, you know, good contacts for me to have and, and ask for advice. That definitely helps a lot. And it is cool now we are part of the Formula One package in W Series, although the bubbles thing with COVID keeps mm. us all quite distant. Um, you know, we still have now probably more interaction than we've ever had with, with these Formula One teams and drivers. So it's great to have that. Um, and yeah, I think from my side, it, it's great to be in a team like Williams and be able to learn from those drivers as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Do you think George will... Uh, obviously, the Williams were absolutely fantastic over the weekend. They took advantage of, of obviously, mistakes that other people were were, were making and, and and the situation that occurred, obviously, uh, on the first corner of the uh, of the of the, uh, of the race. Um, but do you think George will be... Uh, and and Nic- uh, Nicholas, for, for that matter, do you think they'll get more points this season? The car is looking more competitive. Honestly, I actually really think so. Um, I think it's going to, I'm hoping it's going to be a bit like London buses. Um, you know, I think that monkey's been on George's shoulder for a long time, mm-hmm. um, but he's been really knocking on the door for it for however long. So, yeah, I think the fact that, you know, this was the first weekend he was knocked out in Q1 um, shows how strong the car is actually now, relatively speaking. Um, so, yeah, I really hope that we can have a sudden turn um, and, yeah, we can score some more points in the second half of the year. Were you involved in any partying over the weekend due to the points? Um, well, funnily enough, I was on the sim yesterday, so I I admittedly celebrated my win um, on Saturday night, um, and then I saw Williams won um, yesterday, and oh, not one, sorry, Williams got points yesterday, yeah. um, but then I had to remain reasonably professional because I had to, had to be on the sim. The other boys were on the sim today and tomorrow, so um, <laughs> they had a little bit more of a break than I did. <laughs> It must have been uh, it must have been a party like it was a win because it's been such a a long time since the points. Yeah, I'm sure. And honestly, I remember, um, you know, when they got that point in Hockenheim and that also felt, um, even though arguably they were slightly gifted it with a penalty, um, Mm -hmm. you know, even that felt like a win then. So I can only imagine it was great. Like I said, I was there yesterday and seeing the team morale, um, seeing everyone, you know, it really did um, feel like such a great atmosphere um, for, yeah. 10 points that they haven't scored in in however long so it's fantastic and yeah I'm really happy for them yeah and as I say pretty much everyone is is a secret William or not so secret Williams fan um, because obviously the, the the rich history that they've got um, themselves uh, should we talk about some of your firsts you've I've got a list here of, of, all, of all the different firsts that you've got uh, as, as a, a, a female driver uh, in in many different sports uh, in 2018 at Brands Hatch you became the first female driver to ever win a British F3 race is that right Am I correct in, yes. correct in saying that? How, yes, how, 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 yeah. does, how does that feel that you're, you're, you're kind of breaking these records and, and, and you know, becoming the first? Um, annoyingly, not that significant for me because right. um, I think I'm only the first female to win an F3 race because I'm probably the only, probably however many females have raced in, in F3. So actually, I think just the, <laughs> the nature of it is not actually as impressive as it sounds. So... From my side, it's more frustrating that there aren't more women uh, winning races in F3 because there aren't more women racing in the sport. So, yeah, it doesn't really make a difference. I was competing in British F3 for two years and I'm glad I managed to win a race. But Mm -hmm. really, it was never something I wanted to do because it was going to be I was going to be the first female. It was just I wanted to win a race. So, yeah, I mean, I think we'd love to see, you know, that happening more and more women getting into the sport, hopefully as a result anyway. So you don't place much emphasis on the fact that you're you're a woman in the sport. Um, it, 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 obviously, it, it, it's more difficult for it seems for women to to kind of break into um, the top level um, sports cars. Um, so, so do, what would you what would you say kind of to, to any any women trying to look and young young ladies looking to uh, move into the sport? How how would they do it? What, what's their best approach? Yeah, I mean, I try not to put emphasis onto it. I mean, it's hard. To a degree not to because it is such a um you know topical factor at the moment mm-hmm. but um yeah i mean from my side i've had actually such a positive experience in the sport and it's hard to break into the sport regardless of your gender it's just the way it is it's yeah 
the best of times expensive and you know it's it's not easy but I think the opportunity for women is or has never been better um particularly with you know championships like W Series and Extreme E there is a really clear um you know opportunity or window of opportunity so you know if you're interested and you want to be involved in the sport like I said there is no reason why you know you now can't get involved and you know um take the opportunities that I've managed to to have in the last few years yeah and who approached you about the who approached you about the W series then was it was it something that was you you were approached straight away or or, or did you have to did you have to kind of put yourself up forward forward for it um, weirdly, I did have to put myself forward for it. I had to go through the whole selection process mm-hmm. and, you know, that was amazing actually, because I went to the selection process and there was, I think a hundred and hundred plus girls there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, where have all these female racing drivers been hiding? Cause I only could list, I only knew a couple of people there, but I could only list a few people. So first it's incredible that they managed to source that many female racing drivers, yeah. but yeah, from my side, I, didn't really have my head to the ground with it at all. Some rumours were sort of floating around that David Coulthard had been involved in, you know, um, yeah, wanting to create this all-female championship, which initially I had no interest in um, because I was quite happy racing in what I was racing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I definitely had my doubts when it was launched. Um, but I think it was the day or two before it was launched, they asked um, me for my opinion on it. And I said, look, I'm not sure. And I then had a phone call with, you know, a couple of the people involved, um, Sean Wadsworth, Dave Ryan and Catherine Bonmure. And actually they massively turned my head and convinced me that, you know, it was the right thing. And they really are doing such a great thing for women in motorsport. They professionalize the sport mm-hmm. overnight for us. You know, they've made this free to enter series with prize money. They're effectively paying us to, to have this, you know, huge platform. So it's massively turned my career around. So I, I'm forever grateful to them and mm-hmm. just glad they did manage to turn my head because it really is such a fantastic opportunity. And are they the fastest cars you've uh, you've driven on on a track? Um, they're not the fastest cars I've driven. Um, I've raced in even British F3, I think, was a little bit quicker. Oh, yes, yeah. But I think the great thing is, is it's all equal machinery and, you know, they're able to get 18 competitive female racing drivers in the mix and, yeah, they've got a range from girls that have been involved in nearly F2 type machinery to girls that have just come out of F4. But I think that's what they need at this stage. There aren't enough women to be hmm. to be having, you know, F2 level cars because there aren't enough women that can drive those cars. So it's a work in progress in that sense. But it's, yeah, fantastic racing and great for me to be a part of. And and when you're competing, do you are you kind of friendly with your uh, opposition? Are you are you kind of friends down down the grid? And do you, do you chat about chat a lot, or or is is it kind of no? I've got to beat these people, so I need to kind of stay away and and, and not kind of break that uh, build that kind of barrier for, or whatever. No, I mean we are actually all quite um, quite friendly. It's it's a weird environment in that sense because um, you know we are racing against each other, and of course you know everyone wants to win, um, but it is very much I think we've all been through such a similar experience in the sport kind of individually. So now we're all put together. Mm-hmm. Everyone does weirdly get on. So it's cool. There's a great atmosphere, but I think also, like I said, there is that, you know, everyone wants to win and beat each other. So yeah, it's, it's competitive for sure. Have you got any nightmares that you've had uh, for, from throughout your seasons, uh, either in W series or, or wherever you've ever, have you ever had a race where you thought, you know what, that would, that really sucked. <laughs> oh, honestly, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> It's very, I've been fortunate the last few races for me have gone well. So otherwise I'd be giving you probably very different stories, but honestly, 
yeah, the, motorsport is one of those sports. There's so many more lows than there are highs. Oh, no. um, so many more occasions when you're like, why am I doing this? I don't want to do it anymore. But you get that one result that's that's a good result and it makes it all worth it. It's higher than anything else you'll experience. So, yeah, there's definitely uh, a lot of races I can list off that I thought, you know, this is not worth it. Well, then let's end on a high then. So what, what's been your favourite race, the uh, uh, favourite kind of experience? Was it was it winning the W Series or was was something else? Um, yeah, I mean, that's an easy answer to say is winning the W Series. Mm-hmm. Um but my best experience in motorsport was I was racing in something called MRF Challenge um, and it was out in Asia. It's the first single-seated championship I'd done after uh, British F3 mm-hmm. and we won the championship and honestly, it's just the most fun racing I've ever done in my life. Okay. Um, and it was just, yeah, amazing experience. Loved every minute of that. So yeah, that was definitely a big high. So you won six races that and scored nine podiums in the 15 yeah, races. Uh, I've got all the, I've got yeah. the notes down. All the I, didn't I just wanted to hear it from you. <laughs> yeah. Then there was five races a weekend. So it was such a busy weekend. Wow. Um, so it was so cool to, to be in a junior championship where you can race that often. You get out of the car and then you're getting ready for the next race straight away. And yeah, I loved every minute of that. Brilliant. Well, we'll leave it on that on that high then. Well, thank you very much for uh, coming to speak to us on the Everything Everyone podcast. Uh, in, we hope we see you in F1 at some point. Um, we also <laughs> want to see you uh, lift the trophy at the end of the series uh, season of uh, the W Series as well. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for coming to speak to us today. Bye-bye. Bye, cheers. Bye-bye. So thank you very much for listening to our interview with Jamie Chadwick today. Please don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at the handle at joinef one And of course, you can visit our website, www.everythingf1.com. If you liked what you heard and you want to hear more, hit the subscribe button on your favourite podcast streaming service. And of course, if you want to, you can give us a five-star review and it really will help us get into the ears of more listeners. All that's left for me to say is thank you very much for tuning in and we'll speak to you again soon.